And greetings. This is the Long in the Boot podcast, the podcast coming to you from the heel of the boot of Southwest Louisiana. I am your host, G Long. Across the way is Deb. Hello, everybody. Well, and I guess let me get this out of the way. You want to reach us by email? It's long in the boot at gmail.com. Phone number 337 502 9011. Leave a message, leave any thoughts prayers for the folks out east, anything like that would be wonderful. And yep, here we are. Here we are. Um, a little late. Heel of the boot yeah. is heel of the boot is safe, apparently, this time. This time. And the toe is in trouble. The toe is definitely in trouble. And uh, again, I it's been a year. This is almost a year since the it just passed Laura. For Laura. Yeah. And I just can't. And we all know it's the anniversary of Katrina. Yeah. And well, all I can say is I just hope for the best for all those folks uh, back well, east. But we know, yeah, the sympathy, from experience, the sympathy is is um, what this is going to be. Yeah, and it's not going to be it's not going to be pretty. Uh, currently, uh, Hurricane Ida is coming in at uh, Port Fouchon right now, right this very as, moment. As we're doing this, the eye yes. is coming ashore. And again, we were late, which so nature kind of forced this on us to end up doing it today instead of last Sunday because I was sick. Yeah, we were sick. We we actually thought we may have had COVID. We had to go back and get tested. Sunday, I felt bad. I sounded bad. I, I'm probably still not sounding. By the way, uh, if you if you go to an urgent care, just walk <laughs> in. They tell you you can walk in. Don't believe that. No, it's it better not be urgent. Yeah, I want them to change the name to the hope it's not urgent care. Yes. Well, no, it was our, the responsibility fell to us. We should have done it online first. Again, it's a walk But that was a clinic. change from the last time I went there to get tested for COVID. That is true. Yes. Yes. But we went back to school. It's been a difficult week. We were sick, upper respiratory. Uh, Friday, of course, in the area was rough. Just the concern, you know, for what, yeah. what might be for us well, again. at this time last week, we were looking at it thinking, oh, this doesn't look good. Yeah. And it turns out the predictions of where it was going were pretty much on the money from the very beginning. Yeah. Just like Laura. Yeah, that's true. Laura didn't really veer either. But we were no. all still gun shy from Rita as well because Rita did shift on us. And- A long time ago. Then, but uh, I guess things in technologically have so improved in meteorology. I guess this will be our first annual uh, hurricane episode. Hopefully, Apparently. hopefully we won't have any more annual hurricane episodes. No, we could use another uh, couple decades to. And again, all our best wishes to all those folks back in the east, and, and all the people who are currently mobilized, ready to get in there and help. It's going to be an undertaking like yeah, no other. It's, it's going to be horrible. And I see the comparisons already. He said that it was worse than Laura. Yeah, just and there, shut up. Well, <laughs> just uh, you know, okay, all, all the people out there trying to compare. Which one had it worse? Shout out. On the human level, it's it's just it's all the same. It is all it, the same. Now square footage and number sheer number of people because of the cities that it's gonna inf- affect. Right. Sure. It, it's gonna be worse than Laura it's in be that worse. respect. And especially because so much industry is over there and I'm sure uh yeah. oil production and a lot of other things are about to be seriously curtailed yes. for a while. And there's just not there's no words that say anything worth, no. worth saying. But, and, and then COVID in the backdrop. And then we have COVID in the backdrop. Uh, there, there's been information on COVID. Uh, you know, uh, the, 
they still don't have it right. I, where's the story here? I got something. <laughs> we did try to do something. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we did we, try we, to come up with an outline. It was going to be an amusing, humorous uh, episode. Let's see. Uh, here it is. Uh, this is, uh, I think, maybe from the Times, possibly. Picayune, so, New I, York. I, what? The, the COVID pandemic continues to perplex and baffle scientists around the globe. The information they made up in the early months of the pandemic appeared to have been mostly <laughs> bullshit, while the two weeks they asked for to flatten the curve continues into its second year. Government officials do have good news to report, though. Now that the FDA has fully approved the Pfizer vaccine, mandates should guarantee that government officials, Pfizer stockholders, and Pfizer lobbyists should see nice fat returns on their investments this year. Spokesman for Big Pharma, Mr. I Am Money, says it's going to be a very booster Christmas in 2021. Yeah, indeed. I think that was the Times. I'm pretty Uh, pretty sure that was the Times. Okay. The Times we live in, yes. So there you go. Good news. Hey. Well, I I hope that they they let that trickle down down into Christmas bonuses for all of their uh, employees as well. The little people, too. Only if Not they just have the, the invest- vaccine. Well, I think the man this morning that we listened to said that his company, was it Moderna or Pfizer he worked Pfizer. for? Pfizer. Uh, he said that 90%, they're not going to mandate yes. it. They you, are not mandating. You mean mandating. the man that talks like a villain from a James yes. Bond film? They will not mandate it, but 90% of their employees have gotten the vaccine. Right. The jab. <laughs> Whatever the acronym the jab. or the uh, term is you want to use. And all, we know the language is uh And they're going to, the mandates fluid. are coming. And even the president has encouraged businesses to, like, punish their workers if they don't get the vaccine in some fashion. So telling private industry and private business what they need to do for the public health. Well, when you're building a new socialist world, that's what you do. You, as the government, are required to tell companies how to act and what to produce and all that good stuff. But then the consumers are exerting their own pressure on the companies as well because, you know, how woke are you? What what are your concerns? You know, so they're they're getting it from both sides. all about equity now, man. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to do it right. Wow. All right. Well, we probably shouldn't go off to. Well, by the way, uh, we, <laughs> we, we have said area. in the past we're not going to do negative stuff, but sometimes it just it's going to come up because, well, there's it, so much negative. There is so going much on. going on. We'll try to. We were going to we'll, do a funny we'll little to... video and well, a couple of things stopped at one just today. We're not feeling it because for three days we didn't sleep. Now I just feel sorry for the folks back east and I couldn't be funny. I just didn't feel like it. And. Also, I have some weird sty on my eye that makes it look like I got punched. You so, get that every time you get stressed. I know. It's a stress thing. I don't understand it. But And that started earlier in the week. I'm, I'm sure yeah. there are listeners. Somebody out there probably gets a similar. You you exhibit it in, in that physical way. Sure. I exhibit it in... I've just been sick. Well, it's better. <laughs> it's better sick. than what I used to do, which was to go outside and break things and cuss a lot. So yeah, you know. yeah, you still do that. You were stressing me out playing your game this morning. Hey. Cussing helps. Well, I um, no. Look, I hit that thing. It should have died. Okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that, that computer beat you. I know. I know. It's I cheating. Know. The it's computer is cheating. Um. So, do you want to? Let's talk about Afghanistan. Start first. outer and move in. Like we'll go world and then get move closer. We I guess we started closer already. Well, we could do the we could do the the OnlyFans story. No, first let's save you. the you funny stuff for the that? end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's no reason to, to leave these people with Afghanistan. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I guess we don't want to leave on Afghanistan. That no, way. no, that seems to be seems well. Too one more quick thing on COVID, just because I thought it was we're dealing interesting. With it? Well, it's the Mississippi governor. Oh. 
Yeah, the Mississippi governor uh, was being questioned about the fact that he's been fighting any kind of restrictions or mandates or anything. Let his people be free. Yes, he wants his his Mississippians to be free to get run over by Ida. He had an answer for a reporter why people in Mississippi just aren't scared of this darn COVID. And his answer was quite simply uh, that because they believe in eternal life. They're not scared. They're not worried about dying. Nope. He says, when you believe that living on this earth is but a blip on the screen, then you don't have to be scared of things. Okay. Well, so, um, there you go. But, but is it not? I mean, they're healthcare workers. This is what concerns me. And, I, and it concerns me as well. Those poor people are working like, I, I can't even imagine the shifts and the pain and the emotional trauma that they're dealing with on a daily basis. The the flight or fight, you know, that we've been feeling um, worrying about the hurricane, the whole country has been feeling since this sure. all began. It, it's it's not healthy. No. And, and but I think that's just a I, you know what? Take Don't speak for everybody in Mississippi like that and say that's the reason nobody. Look, there are people there, who are worried. There must be because there I are guarantee some. You, there are people in ICU beds in Mississippi right now who that are, are scared. Yeah. Eternal yeah. life or no. That's true. I you know, I, so. I, I, I'm, I know that I have this life. The eternal life may or may not happen just depending upon But, but most people want to stay with their loved ones. Want to kind of hang around yeah. as long as I possibly They may can. not feel that way when they get done with Ida, though. So I think I that know. was a, a, a kind of a crappy thing to it say. It is. Really. It is. I, I'm concerned for our health care system in the state of Louisiana. I'm concerned for our education system. Um, our kids sure. are in that eastern part of our our state are about to take a hit. I'm worried about the COVID outbreaks there yeah. for, for young people especially yeah. because we all remember last year masks were impossible. It was just too hot. And, and you're evacuating. You're packed with other yeah. people. You're the governor ha- said try to, try to socially distance, but how do you do that when you And I'll evacuate. make a prediction right now. The people that will do the most good in helping people in Louisiana – will not be working for the government. They will be the local churches, the local law enforcement, and all the local folks Mm -hmm. who come together after something like this. And it will take that. This is going to be a long road. Everybody has a role to play, whether it's just protecting you and your family or whether you're out there serving meals, you know, hauling water. uh, Whatever. Putting up the the mobilization that goes into I saw somebody this morning on Facebook. I'm in I'm in Baton Rouge. You know, are we going to have power? Are we going to be without power for more than a week? And yes, I'll just <laughs> yes. go ahead and answer you now. <laughs> yes, you will. Yes, you will. Yeah. If you are in that line, you're going to be without power for at least three weeks. Uh, yeah. And Maybe some they'll people do the even longer. faster than we had. Well, but, the cities yeah. can go up, but you've still got the problem of generating facilities. We don't know how much damage they're going to get. Yeah. Uh, flooding. This surge is going to be much worse than Laura's surge was. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're going up into the river parishes. You're. Yeah. We were lucky. Laura was a fairly dry storm when it comes yeah, right down to surge, it. Unlike and, Rita. All right. Well, yeah. I, we got to, you know, life is just a constant readjustment well, to our I surroundings. Guess, uh, then we're going to talk about something that's a little negative and, and I have, I have complaints. Well, and <laughs> I think everybody has a feeling about this and, you know, the military, these are our, these are our sons and daughters. These are our fathers and mothers. They are. Uh, when we started putting this together earlier, the bombing at the Kabul airport hadn't even hadn't, happened hadn't yet. Been, yeah. And, and, so, you know, that's the one thing. But just talking about the evacuation of Afghanistan, first and foremost, 
Mistakes were made. Mistake, mistakes have been made. <laughs> mistakes have been made. And and some people will even um, take credit for or take responsibility for those mistakes, sort of, kind of. So news so far, uh, by the way, the bombings at the airport, 170 Afghan civilians died in that. 13 American troops. They're saying now, this was three hours ago, they warned that another terrorist attack was highly likely Two hours ago, a rocket attack by the airport has killed one at least. They don't know who did it. We killed two people who are supposedly with ISIS-K who planned the suicide bombing at the airport the other day. Now, ISIS-K, new, old, what does the K mean? Uh, you know, you I find had, any of that out? Because it certainly I, popped I up. That. It popped up really quick in the news after all this began. Like it, they it didn't did. exist and then they did. Kind of like Dr. Fauci. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't know um, him. I, you know, I knew what the case stood for, and now I don't remember, and I can't locate it right now. And it all doesn't right, matter. It's, right. it's ISIS-K. It's like Special K, but with Islam. But a little colder. And, you know, I, and generally your Special K doesn't blow up. So all there right. you go. Anyway, let's talk about this evacuation real quick. I'm just going to go ahead and express my opinion. Um <laughs> Imagine you doing that. I know. I can't believe I'm doing that. Here's a thought. Just imagine, if you will, that you're in a place with your military and you know you have lots of civilians there as well. I think that the way you do it is you remove the civilians first. You don't draw down your air cover and you don't take out your troops until you've assured that the civilians that are supposed to be evacuated are evacuated. So you're saying women and children first. Yes. Uh, and then innocent men who also helped our sure, military. Because that's generally how it should work. Generally. But there but there was a set deadline date that apparently had been well, negotiated? He, apparently Trump negotiated with the Taliban uh, to to leave. I get that. But once we did that, under Trump, evacuations of civilians should have begun. At that point. At that point. Yes, I So I this is on him, too. That. And I should say also, by the way, that this whole thing with Afghanistan is because we went there in the first place. Yeah. We went there to take out al-Qaeda. We did. Our troops were amazing. We did that quick. Yeah. And then we decided we we, were going to build a nation. Yes. And so we picked. Nation building traditionally for America hasn't done well. And for those of you who don't know any history of Afghanistan, (laughs) uh, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Shithole. And it has been one of those for quite some time since, well, even before Alexander the Great. So that's a really long time. That is a really long time. And yet there are actual human beings living there. There are. Trying to make Through no fault of their own. But Afghanistan is a tribal country, and they have been at war with each other for centuries. And what we did when we went in to build this amazing democracy. Nation democracy, yes. We're so good at this. (laughs) Uh, We picked a powerful warlord and said, you guys, your tribe will be the guys running the show. You seem to be the most in control. Weirdly enough, other tribes did not agree. (laughs) Uh, I believe the one that we put up as the dominant force was also the ones that were in charge of the poppy fields. 
Could that be part of the deal? Hmm. Well, but then you would be indicating and implicating America in in some nefarious. uh, Well, spokesperson, Mr. I am money (laughs) for Big Pharma said, hey, we need those poppies. We're back to the Big Pharma. Damn you, Fauci. Yeah, yeah. He's become the symbol of all that is is greed and okay maybe it's all, just for me all I don't that know. is noble I, and good about greed <laughs> if you're out there and you're listening our little wonderful community listening and We're you love go dr fauci oh i oh then i, I can't help you hang on, hang on i really appreciate you your, your support i i i've been doing the best that i could there might with, be somebody out there that likes him i don't uh, know and please wear a mask wear two <laughs> <laughs> and get more jabs and because uh, I get a I get a quarter of a of a cent every time you do. And by the way, we're working on the next variant right now. <laughs> well, Lambda, it's already out there. Oh, no. Lambda. We're working on Omega. <sighs> no, you can't <laughs> jump right to Omega. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so Afghanistan. Uh-huh. So, OK, nation building. Well, after our successes in nation building in Vietnam, I was going to say, haven't we tried this before? We've we've put many <laughs> other leaders into many other positions of power that just didn't work out. Yeah, you know, we, well, you know what we we did pretty good on Japan after World War II. All right, there's a nation we built. All right, but they were willing to cooperate. Yeah, they they didn't fight us about it at that yeah. point. Vietnam was a rousing success, as we know. Yes. And uh, and you can remember because of the helicopters being shoved off the aircraft carriers as we were fleeing. Yes, I saw many images of memes side by side showing the Afghan uh, air airstrip. But uh, the other night, Saigon. The other night, Biden came on. Uh, to talk specifically about the Afghan crisis. I know. He, I, he interrupted my Jeopardy. Yeah, but I want to see if you notice anything about this. He, and he's coming on to speak about, again, it was on uh, NBC News, yes. and he's speaking about the Afghan crisis, okay? Do it. This is an NBC News special report. Here's Lester Holt. Good day, everyone. We're coming on the air ahead of President Biden's remarks on the crisis in Afghanistan. Officials say the president will stick to the current deadline a week from today for the withdrawal. Here is the president now. uh, Before I update you on the meeting that I had with leaders of the G7 earlier today, I want to say a word about the progress we're making on the Build Back Better agenda here at home. I just got off the telephone with the leaders in the House. Today, the House representatives have taken significant step toward making a historic investment that's going to transform America, cut taxes for working families, and position the American economy for long-term, long-term growth. When I became president, it was clear that we had to confront an immediate economic crisis, the most significant recession we've had since the Depression, or at least since Johnson. But we, but we weren't going to, but that wasn't going to be enough. We also had to make some long-term investments in Americans and America itself. Now, you may think that I made a mistake and played the wrong clip. I, I was wondering, G. Long, what is your analysis? <laughs> no, that was actually what he did. He was coming out to make comments on the Afghanistan and crisis. And we ended up pushing the infrastructure bill. Build Back Better. Yes. All right. First of all, that's weird. Second, it's, of, it's subliminal, you see. You know, he's, he's, so, to. he's so sly. <laughs> um, the second of all, recession. When Biden came into office, we were not in a no, recession. No, we were not. And he mentioned the worst recession since the Depression. Or Johnson. Well, first of all, the worst recession since the Depression was in the 1970s. 
following Vietnam. Yes. Johnson was no longer president. There was no recession while Johnson was president to speak of. Because, you know, our military industrial complex was humming right along. Yeah, we, building, were, we, were building, building stuff to, we were building things for mass destruction. Yeah. That's, you there's know, money there. That's right. The stock market was ticking right along. So we've just shifted, though, from... from so so anyway, the, yeah, it, that's just... This is what's starting to really irritate me. And again, I have no sides when it comes to the president, uh, Trump or Biden. We're wagging the dog. It's just ridiculous. But I'm sure... I am sure Biden... After making that comment, right, right to the Afghan. Yeah, of course. Issue. I mean, he must have. I also want to thank everyone who voted to support the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. You know, advancing uh, it's an act to restore and expand voting protections, to prevent voter suppression, and to secure the most sacred of American rights: the right to vote freely, the right to vote fairly, and the right to have your vote counted. The House has acted. The Senate also has to join them to send this uh, important bill to my desk. And the Senate has to move forward on the People's Act, critical legislation to protect our democracy and the right to vote. We need both of those those election bills. And you might once again think I picked the wrong clip, but uh, no, that was Still, Biden going on before talking about the very thing that he came that on, he called that the he press conference broke for into jeopardy and and was going to talk about. Speaking of which, I do not think the president of the United States should be allowed to interrupt jeopardy well, in the middle with, of the afternoon. Not when all he's trying to do is is shore up his own. Well, first of all, crap. if you're coming on to address the nation, yes. in the afternoon ain't the time. No, you would hope people were working. You would do do it later. Yes. Well, maybe, well, never mind. I won't go there, but (laughs) (laughs) that's too dark. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, don't be like the the Jeopardy guy and get in trouble for for some crass comment. He made some pretty nasty comments. They both made some pretty nasty comments, but but the producer guy there. Look, just put Amy Farrah Fowler on there and let her start asking questions. She's getting called down to on her vaccine. Oh, she's getting because she's an anti-vaxxer. Well, she said she's not totally, but they're like, what? Her weird science. She's a scientist. She should know better and all. You Nobody's know, allowed anything anymore. No, you can't. You can't have no. anything. Everything you could be torn apart, and I think this is another part that wears on our brain. Just, I, you can't just rip somebody apart for every single little thing they ever have said because you do it too. And you can't go back that far. And you know that guy, Mike Richards, the executive producer. Who, well, now if he now his stuff, I think is a little more severe. It's not just something he said. Well, can I point out too that that he was in charge of who was going to get the job? Yeah, and, and he, he picked, picked himself. So they see, I have I have a little more issue there, but the Kim Jennings and his little crass joke about you know hot women in wheelchairs. Um, yeah, that was kind of weird. Okay, but you know what? That's the kind of crap you say at home with your friends. Way to go, Ken Privately, Jennings. don't put it on a tweet. Don't put it out there. Whatever happened to Wink Martindale? He probably had a dark side He's too. Did. You know he did. Well, I'm sure he is. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. All uh, right. Oh no, so, we got more updates. I've got a thing. It's actually this is how bad Afghanistan. Is You're I've got to crawl and it no. just keeps changing. Okay, well we got to get back to Biden <laughs> and his and his little show because his little show. Well, it's the Biden show. It is the Biden. It's like Pee Wee's Playhouse, but with old people. They canceled our Trump show and then they went on to the Biden show, and it's just a sad version. And you know of Biden it. hates all of this. You know why? 
he can't get to the country buffet for the early bird special so he can get to bed by 4 p.m. <laughs> Does he even know that he's missing the country buffet? I don't know. I'm not even sure he's in line. Well, since this, since the insurrection, and I'm not talking about the January 6th insurrection. I'm talking about the January 20th insurrection where a bunch of crazed octogenarians took over the government and are now making decisions for a nation. Boy, aren't they. Did you see him trying to lead, lead Biden onto his sidewalk? He just took off through the grass and his Secret Service like, here, sir, turn. Well, turn, I've got turn. something here in a minute and we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. Oh, that um, video you made me watch. Oh, I guess I could try to see if Biden has something to say about Afghanistan. Should we do that real quick? You should, because these poor people are, are wondering what you're doing. I'm having fun today. We're just, it's... <laughs> if you listen, you listen. Three-wheeling <laughs> Sunday or whatever. Well, let me now turn to Afghanistan. I've met this morning hey. with my counterparts <laughs> in the G7. It's counterparts. As well as heads of the United Nations, NATO, and the European Union. I express my thanks for the solidarity we have seen as we've stood up an unprecedented global effort. <clears throat> I updated our partners on the significant progress we made in the past 10 days. As of this afternoon, we've helped evacuate 70,700 people just since August the 14th, 75,900 people since the end of July. Just in the past 12 hours, another 19 U.S. military flights 18 C-17s and one C-130 carrying approximately 6,400 evacuees and 31 coalition flights carrying 5,600 people have left Kabul just in the last 12 hours. A total of 50 more flights, 12,000 more people since I updated you this morning. Kabul shit. Um, <laughs> Is there going to be anybody left in the country? You've got. He's just trying to baffle people with numbers. numbers. Yeah, just, just keep like, quoting numbers and I'll remember all of that <laughs> and understand. Really, what I understand is that you could have gotten those people out in a less desperate and terrifying uh, bid if you had started earlier. Earlier. Yeah. While I, there was still air again, coverage. Like the Titanic. Can you imagine <laughs> if they had done the, the Titanic the way they're doing Afghanistan? What would have happened is they would have said, Oh, we're sinking. Quick, get the crew and all of the workers in the boats. We'll sail away and then let them know <laughs> they need that to it's get sinking. their asses out. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> get out that'll now. change the movie completely. You just got to get from the inner part of the country to the outer part of the country. Sure. Get to and, Kabul and we'll get you out. But don't worry, the, the Taliban said that they could that we could trust them to help with this. Well, that was the whole point of of the agreement with Trump, right? Biden said that Trump they also, of course, have jeeps going through Kabul with loudspeakers telling women to stay inside. No, they said they'd be more understanding. Within Sharia law. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All these poor women and these poor girls. Yeah, that'll, are, that are, are doomed. How do you put, you know, you always say you can't put it back in the box. Pandora's box once open. Well, education once once out there. How do you how do you shut that down for people now? I know. And how do you do it with the Internet out there? Oh, and, well, I guess they just and don't we gave have. them we gave them this this hope. We, we said, here, here's yeah. all this hope in this nice, pretty package because we're building a democracy for yeah. you. And then we just. Took it away. So now you've got girls who are 15 to 20 who this has been their whole life being raised in a more And I tolerant. just, I, I can't, I can't even imagine the feeling if I had lost a child in no. Afghanistan in the war, what was it for? It's the same question that people asked about Vietnam. What was it for? Well, sure. 
And well, like they said, if, if war is the answer, we were asking the wrong questions. Clearly. <laughs> I mean. If nation building requires us to, to, to blow it up to the ground. We went past our mission. We had a mission. We succeeded. We did the mission. And then the idea that we're going to rebuild this tribal country, you can't, you can't do it. You cannot take people who have no experience in self-government and just say, you're going to be a democracy. We're going to make it happen. It doesn't work. We're going to work. force it on you. Yeah. It, we're, going to, we're going to bring it from top down. That's, that's actually a communist model, by the okay, way. Okay, so, from the top um, down. you know, as far as that uh, goes, it is what it is at this point, as sad as is. that is. But so what? UN comes in, everybody helps. Well, uh, now we're bombing places <laughs> in Afghanistan. Well, that what? Huh? Yeah. And well, no. Now our troops have to go back. And home. I have one more clip, and then All right, we'll talk, and more. then we'll wrap up Afghanistan because if not, I'm going to get angry. Well, and yeah. I have a little wrap and we up have, for it. Yeah, we, yeah, we have we, amusing too. We, we, yes, we're not going to stick on this the whole show. That would be wrong. <laughs> too, too depressing. But uh, I want you to listen for something in the background here, just very carefully, and uh, see if you spot it. Mr. President, there had not been a U.S. service member killed in combat in Afghanistan since February of 2020. You set a deadline, you pulled troops out, you sent troops back in, and now 12 Marines are dead. You said the buck stops with you. Do you bear any responsibility for the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks? I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened hey. of late. But here's the deal. You know, I wish you one day say these things. You know, as well as I do, that a former president made a deal with the Taliban that he would get all American forces out of Afghanistan by May 1. In return, the commitment was made, and that was a year before, in return, he was given a commitment that the Taliban would continue to attack others, but would not attack any American forces. Remember that? I'm, I'm being serious. I, no, I, I'm asking you a question. Be, uh, because before. No, no, no. Wait a minute. I'm asking you a question. Is that, is that accurate? The best. About, but Mr. President, respectfully, says that I don't think that the issue that. Uh, do you think that people have an issue with. And he lays his head down on his hands. On his hands. I think they have an issue that people are likely to get hurt. Some, as we've seen, have gotten killed. And that it is messy. Imagine where we'd be if I had indicated on May the 1st, I was not going to renegotiate a evacuation date. We were going to stay there. I'd have only one alternative. Pour thousands of more troops back into Afghanistan. Ladies and gentlemen, it was time to end a 20-year war. Thank you so much. If he hadn't have renegotiated an evacuation date, would it be worse than it is now? Well, that's one question right off the bat. If if by May first you had started pulling civilians out at that point, at knowing that point, you had an evacuation deadline, right? And did he really have an actual deadline? I mean, he's he's willing to go take anything Trump's done and undo it. Yeah, but yeah. not this. 
Why? Because we got the word of the Taliban. I was going to say, and the Taliban said that they hey, wouldn't, and Mr. that's Taliban, Tali me banana. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, and and that noise, by the way, at the beginning. If you want to yeah, go, yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about and, the. There's this sound, and it's going. Yeah, you can hear it throughout. Well, Biden is holding his his portfolio book. It's leather-bound. It's leather-bound journal. I'm sure it smells like rich mahogany. He's just, um, he's not holding it. He is he is squeezing it so, he is, he is so angry and, at and the man twisting. asking the question. Yeah, and when he lays his head down on it, because the it, reporter won't answer his question, he's well, just so frustrated. Some of the news stories said, he broke down and cried. No, no, that, he cried in he the. He wasn't crying. He cried when he prayed. Oh, I know. That was that, that was, was at the that news, con- the or news the speech the other night. Yeah, but some people in the article said he was doing that here. No, he wasn't no, no. crying here. He was he pissed was, off. He was mad. He was frustrated. He yeah. was pissed off. And then there was he, another news conference where they cut off the mic before he could actually answer a reporter because it was an unscripted question. Well, they're supposed to be unscripted. No, no. Questions. He said he said the other night when I was watching him during my Jeopardy, um, <laughs> what should have been my Jeopardy. He said, "Well, they they've given me a list of who to call on here, and <laughs> and so you're and then he called on the reporter that was on the list next to ask the question. But so he specifically said he had a piece of paper with a list of reporters. But they shut that microphone right off, <laughs> and, and so." Clearly, mm. this is a very serious, you know, serious yeah. situation, and even Bella knows. And anyway, that's a, uh, our, I, I our guess, illustrious leader. Yeah, we're and we're not going to leave people behind. I mean, he said we're not going to leave people behind, but clearly we well, are going are. to leave people. And, behind. And what about the atrocities that are being committed that, right that none of us know anything about? You just you just yes. know it's happening. And he said we're sticking to the August 31st deadline, yeah. which is a couple of days away. Yeah, so get to the airport if you can. But he then followed that with, I've asked the Pentagon for contingency plans on if we have to stay longer. Either we're leaving on the 31st. So, so we could have stayed longer. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we're getting out, and it's my decision. But now we might stay longer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well, okay. Yeah. I, I guess I've vented enough. Yeah. By the way, for all those former people who listen, uh, former students who served in Afghanistan, yeah. thank you for serving our nation. I'm sorry that you've had to witness this debacle. That, that the leadership has been what it has. And by been. the way, Biden talking about talking to the G7 leaders, they are pissed. They are so. Oh, yeah. He didn't even alert NATO that he was going to do this so, so they could rapidly. get their people out. Right. So they could add, there were other people there besides us. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's atrocious. It really is. I um I read an article right after the whole uh runway day the bombing. The, no, before oh. long before that when the uh, people were just desperately clinging oh, to the when plane they were and falling off like punting those, babies those horrible over the images. Yeah, that was even before that. It was um an article in the Atlantic and uh, says all the simultaneous disasters are, you know, messing with our brains and it was a psychologist who was at a socially distanced event. Because, you know, you have to say that now when you talk about something. Yeah, I was at an event, but it was socially distanced. Virtue signal. Yes, yes, and we all wore masks, so it was good. Uh, he's at the get-together with friends, and the conversation turns to the chaos in Afghanistan. He said that um, someone mentioned seeing that footage that of desperate Afghans clinging to the plane as it departed, you know, falling to their death. And uh, one of the men at the party said, yeah, yeah, that was really funny. And other people agreed. And, you know, as a psychologist, he was... 
a little taken aback by that comment. Uh, yeah, and, I can uh, see that. Uh, although he is a person who investigates the disturbing things people think in disasters, you know, disaster psychology at uh, University of British Columbia. He said that just the idea that we've desensitized our minds now so much because of so many disasters is a, is a little scary, you know, for the empathy of, of humankind and where we're going to end up at the end of all of this. And, and the disasters, the thing is, they're fed to us. Yeah. We're, we're given a steady seven. diet of and our panic, kids crisis, with their and disaster. And, yeah, the fight or flight thing. I mean, we all understand how it works, and we have yeah. to break that cycle at some point. But if you can't get away from it in in our communication, in our video, in everything that we do, it, it's um, – I, I think it could become a problem. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, it is. It is a problem. Uh, the stress level just this week yeah. because of the coming hurricane, you could you could feel it. That, yes. And the students flat out said oh, it. Absolutely. It's fatigue. It's just it's swamping our empathy. It's hard to care about anything when everything needs to be cared about. Fires. And, well, if and, everything's a crisis, then no nothing then is. Nothing is important because you can't do anything. It's the futility of it at that point. Yes. And now he did leave off the uh, article with a little a, a little positive, though, because he, um, for one, does not worry about extreme cold heartedness calcifying into the norm. He says in his research, he's found disasters effect on empathy are short lived and that when the pandemic is over, you know, and all this suffering. And when will that be? Well, I know. I know. I, I read his positive end and I'm like, well, I <laughs> I need an end in sight then. Again, Hurricane season's just starting here. Coronaviruses, we've never wiped one out and we're not going to wipe yeah, out this one. Yeah. And what, we're going to continue to blame each other because you won't get the vaccine and it's your fault or you won't wear a mask and it's your fault? Or, yes. It's yeah. the new political statement. Everything is a political statement. Well, this is what happens when you politicize everything. every little thing. And meanwhile, we just need people. You know what? If you don't want the vaccine, don't get it. I don't care anymore. And <laughs> that's his point that you you are you are showing exactly what he's saying. No, I don't care because in the end I can't change anything. And I think the trick here is That's the futility of everything. It, it, they they make these things when they throw these out there, the mainstream media as it's called, when they throw this stuff out there, they never offer solutions. Well, no, and and Ever. I don't have solutions either. No, I, but they don't try even to ask questions it. anymore. They just present information. There's no reporting going on anymore. They just issue blanket statements. And that's it. And then just leave it out there, and then we're all supposed to handle it and deal with it. Right. Um, and, and now I do I do predict that this hurricane, once it passes, will become the big story. Long, oh, yeah. Longer. It's going to take over all. Well, it'll be yeah. longer than Laura's story last year. And the reason, though, is so it can divert attention away from the debacle that is Afghanistan. That. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it uh, may take off the COVID stuff for a little while. I'm con- I really am concerned about our state in the well, next two weeks and Mississippi. Yeah. By the way, in Europe, uh, another podcast I listened to, he's in Amsterdam. He was talking about how many of the television networks in Europe have just agreed not to to talk about just, COVID. They're just not going to do COVID. They're just not going to do COVID stories. They're not going to talk about it. Because other things are happening in life. Right. And But their reason is exhaustion. Exhaustion, yeah. This viewer exhaustion. Yeah, People don't want to hear it anymore. 
So, Everybody wants to tune in for the uh, And for in the honor of not talking about COVID anymore, oh. I think we'll stop talking about COVID. I think I agree with you. All right. All right. What, you, what else we got? Well, well, um, in in big, you know, important news, we have uh, the OnlyFans site oh, that yes. has caused some, some serious upset for um, – for some of their well, content I? content creators, I have to keep keep reminding myself what it is that they're actually calling themselves content. Well, first creators. we got to talk about what happened. Um, first of all, if you're one of the I don't know three well, people who don't know what the OnlyFans site is, it's a site where people can pay a fee uh, to host basically twenty percent of whatever they take in in revenue. And they can then empower themselves through showing themselves in various states of undress and in sexual acts that people then pay for. Pay them and subscribe. It's a monthly subscription. It's a subscription. Okay. Can you you also just do a, a, like a one shot? Well, actually, you can do <laughs> you can do anything on OnlyFans. I uh, don't really know any of that this. lady. That lady, the uh, Dozel or Dozel or whatever her name was, the oh, she was the white woman. She was a professor who thought she was black and was convinced. She she actually said oh, she was getting in trouble because she defrauded the government or she something was working. For student she was loans. working as the president for the local chapter of the NAACP. Yeah, yeah, and she and had, claiming she was black, but she was in fact not. Well, but she identified as black. She says she is a black person in a white person's yes. body. Yes, and then we all, of course, saw then her. Then we all and have said, to go. She's white. Yeah, but we're now required because of you know everything societal to, to rules. agree with her. I guess society's norms now. Anyway, she actually does feet. She Apparently. does foot porn. Well, not porn. Just yeah, yeah. Something no, about I don't her know feet. I don't. I'm not going to go look. Ew. I can't even imagine that she would have nice feet anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not I paying and I'm not paying a fee to look at somebody's subscription feet. for that. The only way that Well, is it but it's not harmful to anybody. I you know, mean, it's not harmful to anybody, but the only way money should be being exchanged for looking at feet is you giving money to a podiatrist. Okay? <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Stop uh, it. I don't know. All right. Well, the the story <laughs> first a- attracted me because of the headline, former teacher and college student join only fan cre- fans creators speaking out on pornography bans. So, so I didn't really know. Yeah, I didn't really know anything about OnlyFans. And so I, I Tim saw Stokely, that. the CEO of OnlyFans, announced that he was no longer going to allow pornographic content on the OnlyFans platform. Yes, but he didn't inform them in a timely manner before he just announced it, and it caused some grief for some of the creators. Correct. Yes, especially this former teacher and student. I don't know why the headline I think had it's to empowered. I don't know why she had to be listed in the headline as a former teacher and student. Does it lend credibility to her? Because well, I think it's much the same way as someone who someone who is a student, a quote unquote exotic dancer, is always a college student. Yes, yes. Well, you she's see. not. She's also a model and life coach, Courtney Telia. Uh-huh. She is one of the creators who was blindsided by the ban. She's a mother of four. She taught special ed for six years before her battle with depression led her to transition into modeling, life coaching, and a fitness career. 
uh, two and a half years ago, and then she launched her OnlyFans, which gives her, you know, a six-figure salary. She said this is shocking. It empowered Sudden her. and vague. Yes, yes. I also, the, the images that they have on here, I'm concerned for her kids in her house because she seems to be greased in all the pictures, oiled, I'm, seriously I'm concerned, oiled. I'm concerned because her clothing seems shabbily made. Well, I'm not even going to comment on, on body or well, her any her clothes or anything. Out. Well, that was my other picture. It was the one, her in her car, where clearly there's been some kind of horrific accident <laughs> because one one boob has gotten completely out of its restraints. Hey, boobies, except, papa, except for the seat belt, which is cleverly oh, covering thank the goodness nipple for the and belt. areola. The other boob has stayed tightly in its, in its casing. <laughs> in its Boudin casing. She's being held in on that side Look, quite this well. Is, this is not a portrait from the French Revolution. You do not need one booby out it's, while it, you storm the fabric Bastille. Fabric is weak and, and boobies pop Straps up. brick yes, and boobies yes. pop up. Um, man, the amount of money these people make on this is just amazing to me. Well, uh, she did... Okay, so I want to get to the to the end here. The because, meat of the story, yeah, um, as it were. <laughs> so you know, acceptable use policy prohibits creators and users from uploading or publishing content that features actual or simulated, you know, acts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave out the words and the bodily fluids that go along with you. Yeah, yeah. See, I know it's it's kind of it's a it's a meaty, juicy story. <laughs> a meaty. Ju- Content containing nudity what will continue to be allowed <laughs> as long as it is consistent with the policy. So you still can have nudity, but apparently some simulations and bodily fluids and exhibitions there it is again. Yeah, will not be allowed. Bodily fluids you can is feature such a body parts as long as they're not explicit or zoomed in too closely. Now, I don't know what too closely is. How close can you get? How close can you? They get? were pretty close in her car with that that seatbelt strap. So. Well, with 4K, you don't want to get too close. That may be true. You may not even be able to tell what it is. It might look like a scrotum up close or something. Or some planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But so there's more to the story. She, well, there is. Hang on. I want to get to her end because she's so adamant. She, Courtney is just so mother of four. And she, empowered. Empowered. She's going to offer her content in October somewhere else, uh, my explicit content elsewhere. Uh, it will be just like before, only slightly more risque, she said, uh. because, wait, where's her last quote? Hold on, Liz. Let's get to the end. Man, that picture. Uh, (laughs) And the truth is, this is my life. I'm not just going to stop expressing myself or being an entrepreneur. I'm continuing with this, whether it's in the same form or shifting. Well, first, she needs to go look at what entrepreneur means. Well, and I'm curious, you know, like this for all people who make their living this way. Well, what if there's no power? But let's let's. What yeah. if you have no internet? We, oh. I mean, I'm I'm these people in all these. So all the only fan creators in New Orleans and they're Baton Rouge and all for at least for three a, weeks for a little while, unless they use their hotspot, I guess, if there's cell phone service. I do not want to see your nasty evacuated butt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's more to the story. Yeah, though, there because, is because two days later. <laughs> that's right. Two days and, later. And here we, I have a story right here. For you have that. you have him. Yes. Um, 
Let me see. We're, and, and again, wow, it's weird. It's from the New York Times again. This is, is it so the New weird. York Times? Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. I think I have that story as well. The world's greatest pimp and OnlyFans CEO, Tim Stokely, has decided that pimping is easy after all. After saying earlier this week that he was banning pornographic content from the site dedicated to empowering people through porn profit, Stokely has reversed himself after realizing that cutting off your entire revenue stream is a bad business decision. Stokely says, quote, my mission has always been to empower people by providing them a place where they can pursue their lifelong dreams of becoming famous by performing sex acts for money. Yes. My decision to allow pornographic content back on my platform guarantees that my role as the world's greatest pimp will continue long into the future. Gee, I wonder why. He, so there you go. Yeah. Well, um, did you see why he re, he started it and said that in the first place? He said it was banks were yeah, getting static. Yeah, he said he uh, announced that that content was being and actually banned it's not banks, banks, it's this, payment handlers, and that's Mastercard and Visa. Yeah, they were no longer going to take. But that you know they changed they, their mind. They too. changed their mind as well. And here because, I have a because pimping it's easy. Because pimping is easy <laughs> in this case. And here's how I know. Last year, the company made two billion dollars in sales. <laughs> He gets 20% of that. Good God. And this year, oops, this year, it's expected to double. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, because they took it away. Maybe that was it. Maybe it was a clever plan all along. We'll act like we're going to take it away. Make them realize. Because <laughs> she said she lost like 5000 a month immediately at the announcement. They, the, the creators, the entrepreneurs, said yes. that they lost money Again, immediately. I have to emphasize this. The empowered. Okay entrepreneurs you're only empowered as long as there's electricity i keep going back to this it's just it's just common sense well that and as long as there are people willing to pay for porn i guess well um, maybe those bankers who were who were saying is, yes holy had, crap that's what it is some bank, <laughs> some bankers somewhere went my daughter no longer has money coming in i need her to keep working <laughs> um yes they did an abrupt u-turn and the world of uncertainty that the company had thrown at his creators has angered sex workers who say they've already seen an exodus in followers and income yes yeah. okay there you go they were quick to throw us uh, to the curb jeez Adult content creators. Adult content creators. Wow. We have come to the point in society where we hold that up now as as yes, and and then Absolutely. part of me says, you know, no, I on, understand. Okay, on the one hand, if yeah. you're an adult and you want to do this, I have no problem with it no. whatsoever. But don't ask me to somehow have to have a level of respect for you that I reserve for people who actually invent things. Or go out and work. Or go or, out and work for a living. I have more respect for somebody who goes to McDonald's and slaves away on a grill. All right. What if Courtney Tila, or a content creator, takes some of their money and comes down to, to New Orleans and helps feed the— Awesome. You know, let's see it. Let, so that, that's put, a true entrepreneur. Put that that's on your a true entrepreneur. Yeah. Let me see you and your man. She has a Courtney Kardashian, but I just. OK, I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to come. Wait, you mean her. she bought a. Butt. I mean, it is that thing is. I mean, it's on her, mm, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. Is. I thought you meant maybe like it was yeah. a sculpture that she had like on the mantle. 
Because, you know, nothing says class like a <laughs> plaster of Paris Courtney Kardashian ass on your mantle. She said, I, this dilemma is that I've built a thriving five-figure business and made mm. over half a million dollars on this site. So this gives me anxiety not knowing what to do. They had no idea how hard Go we to worked to build these fan bases. <laughs> she was a student. She was a teacher. She went to college. Okay. So this is she it. has a degree. Yeah. All right. Are you saving those bucks? Because I'm going to tell you. Well, no. By the time she's a granny, all her fans will be granny. Or grampies, and I guess it'll just continue into the future. Oh, this is a guy who's pimping his wife. She, oh, okay. Here you go. As a sex worker, it becomes very hard to fully trust any site you work for at the end of the day. Exactly. So, so here's, get your own. here's the thing get your own server, <laughs> get your own website. And make your own, become the entrepreneur. Yeah, that's truly an entrepreneur. Currently, you're just, uh, you're just the grill cook right yeah, now for yeah. Tim Stokely, who is making 20%. You could 20%. own the salon, not just the chair. Yeah. Yes, rent and, the chair. And you're paying 20%. You could be keeping all of that. Although, as, as former business owners, we also do understand that it's a much easier not to have to deal with all of the but business you, But ownership. you then don't have the risk of somebody saying, I'm going to pull this rug out from under you. Your sex work uh, is going to be curtailed. Your art. Your art. Your creations. I'm yes. Yeah. Yes. I love how we use the language. Well, obviously, we love how they we use the language. Oh, I do. We do I, that absolutely. all the time. That's one of our core. Because how else do we communicate? Because, again, I think that... that Empowering yourself through the power of nudity and porn. Well, that's as American as apple pie. And if there's an audience for it, then. Oh, there's always an audience. Of course. Of and course. wherever there is a demand, mm. someone will supply that demand. You think the Taliban is looking? Well, they don't let people know they look. <laughs> In their caves. <laughs> Huh. Well, they supposedly when they the world raided, is a complex, strange place. Supposedly, when they finally, uh, when we finally won the game of hide and seek with Osama bin Laden, they found uh, porn in his uh, place mm. there in Pakistan. Are you just spreading? No, no, that's I, I read that that they All found right. pornographic materials in his uh, uh, videos well, uh, else, in his computer. What supposedly. else was he going to do down there? Well, no, he had a compound. He had all kinds of yeah, people yeah, around. Yeah, no, I know he had a Hitler compound. I'm... No, not a Hitler compound. <laughs> a Pakistani compound. <laughs> compound. Well, but, yeah, but he knew he knew to do it because, you know, Hitler taught everybody. But, but you know, as Every good, as, good as he was at playing hide-and-seek, Jimmy Hoffa's still better. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and for you kids who don't know who Jimmy Hoffa is, they're still looking. Not not real hard, though. No, no. I read the other day a story about that again. It keeps coming back. Oh, did you see what else in the news real quick? What? Sirhan Sirhan. Yes, yes. Who assassinated Robert Kennedy. Kennedy. That's what I did there. Yeah, I did. He's getting out yeah. on parole. Yeah. Now, of course, here's still, the fun part. He still maintains his innocence. Maintains his innocence. And the family, the Kennedys. Some of the family agrees. Some of the family doesn't agree. Yeah. But many of the people that were there that night said they saw another pistol. Yeah, we had this conversation about Rosie Greer was the, the... Rosie Greer once said in an interview that Sirhan was behind him. And I don't know if you guys know who Rosie Greer was, but he was a big old football and player. And Sirhan Sirhan is a little, he was a little short tiny, guy. Yeah. A tiny fella. So there's no way that the scenario could have played out. He would have had to climb up on Rosie Greer's back like <laughs> to, Master yeah, Blaster yeah. to be able to get a but shot. I'm sure that would have been brought out in evidence. And Well, if he climbed on Rosie Greer and fired a <laughs> yes, shot. Rosie Greer yeah. would have known that. <laughs> Rosie would have noticed. <laughs> Hey, there's this little fella on me. This little dark, <laughs> and, swarthy man. And he's got the same first and last name. <laughs> oh, 
All right. All, all right. right. No, that was that was that was that bad. was terrible. That was terrible. Um, yeah, I have a quote from William Shakespeare. I thought we'd end the show with it, but, well, but I, I still I, wanted you to tell one more story. Oh, uh, what was the other story? I don't remember. Oh, the, uh, we, a story. Of oh, hope. oh, a story of hope. Yes, yes we needed to end that. on a story of hope because this would be helpful worldwide. Well, it's because it seems as and if it, we are. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Well, no, it's just the idea that that we don't talk about this stuff enough. You no, know, the that, good stuff. Yeah, the kind of the things that people are doing. Well, you got your Shakespeare quote. Do you want to fire that off now, or because I've got a quote for the end of the show. That <laughs> all right, really all right. Yeah, no, I thought this was funny. Shakespeare said, "Life is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing." Mm. Told by an idiot. Powerful words. Yes, full from of the sound bard. And fury that mean absolutely nothing in the end. Sound and fury is also, I believe, an album by. Sturgill Simpson. I believe so. Who has just been putting out. Who is a country music star, but if you buy Sound and Fury and put it <laughs> yeah, in, you won't, get you ready. Won't know that. <laughs> it yeah. ain't country. Yeah. All right. We won't um, talk about country music. All right. I'm going to talk about something really wonderful yeah. that I, I caught and I've been reading about it and kind of keeping up with it. And it's about a company called Genesis Systems, uh, where they have developed a new way of creating fresh water. Yes, a yeah. new way of creating. Think about that because, you know, you, people it's, in California aren't showering because they're trying to save and, water. And while we've heard these kind of stories before, this one has real meat to it. It's 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 the it's the real deal. They're using technology to generate fresh water on an industrial scale while capturing carbon at the same time. While capturing carbon. Yes. I didn't recognize that part of the story. The firm's technology scales to produce tens of millions of gallons of fresh water per day while consuming far less energy per gallon than any water purification system in existence today. It has already been vetted by the U.S. Department of Defense. You've heard of them. Mm. And the it's called the Water Cube. All right. It can harvest mass quantities of water directly from the air in places where it's most needed, even in the most arid regions Desert. in the world. Imagine the change that that and look. So like what's about to happen in, in our area, all the bottled water that is about to come in, all that plastic that's going to be disposed right. of. None of that would be necessary. Genesis system uh, is expected to grow, obviously, yeah. into a multi-trillion dollar organization. Its water system running entirely on green energy and renewables is the only technology in existence that can provide up to 10 million gallons of water per day with no access to a water source. No access. With minimal energy requirements. Uh, approximately 0.5 kilowatts or less of energy per gallon. Wow. What's the name of the man who, uh, do you have his name? Uh, Let me see. Well, I can give you the name of the people that have worked or that are working on this. We have a collection of scientists, engineers, and innovators, such notables as Jordan Noon, former uh, CTO of Relativity Space. Uh, We got Dr. Ned Allen, former chief scientist of Lockheed Martin. Uh, We've got, these are almost all military people, by the way. Former Governor Matt Blunt, uh, of Missouri, Ambassador James Woolsey, who used to be oh. the director of Central Intelligence, okay. founded in 2016 with the singular mission of solving global water scarcity. Wow. A true need and people well, who actually can get something done with it. See, when they put their mind together and they do something for positive, look at what gets accomplished. Yeah. Even even pre-launch, they have already generated 
a lot of interest. I'm sure. And uh, I should point out, too, that the uh, CEO of the company, a woman. Oh, wow. A woman-led company. Okay. So all these men. Women do things now. Yeah, I know. But I think you think about all these men who were leaders yeah. of, you know, leaders of men. And they're all working with this woman. Uh, it says, uh, I, just uh, Genesis Systems LLC is a woman-led advanced technology company. See, we shouldn't company. even have to say that anymore. It is a shame that we really, still have to that say that. we have that. to point that out. Anywho. Uh, keep your eyes open for the water cube, the water cube, and the changes that that could bring to imagine, the planet. I know because I think they said that in the average walk, if, you know, in the world to get fresh water is like a mile. Yeah. If, if they take it out, you know, we well, you know, we walk ten steps. We've got stars like Jake Gyllenhaal in California not taking showers well, to to um, conserve water for his fellow Californians. Imagine setting up a a water cube system in a place that just got hit by, oh, I don't know, yeah. a major hurricane. Well, I know. That was and set up a couple uh, a couple solar panels. And some water cubes. And start making some and fresh that, water. And that's my point. And then you've got all the all the waste and disposal that doesn't have to happen with the water, with plastic. and So, so things are not all doom and gloom. You know, there are people doing good things, and we're about to, we're about to watch all of that unfold. Um, we're gonna in our area. We're gonna watch. We're going to witness again without the government's help. I mean, the government will help. I'm oh, the sure. government will help. We the FEMA money going, that was supposed to come to Lake Charles and will Louis- be people. Yeah. So With, without being asked, it'll be people. Those of you waiting for FEMA money in the area, it ain't coming now. It's probably it's, it's going to be earmarked yeah. for uh, the big cities. But uh, you know, they always talk about all this stuff: crisis, crisis, crisis. You know, we have to do something right now because if we don't, the Future's trashed. Yeah. And well, it, no, it can't be unless we're just going to have an asteroid. Well, you know, that <laughs> thing about, out. you know, the butterfly effect. If yeah, somebody steps yeah, on butterfly, you, it's, it's going to affect well, everything. One of my all time favorite writers has a quote about history and about the universe in general when it comes to yeah. uh, these kind of things. So are you leaving us with a message of hope? I think so. I hope so. Or just maybe a message of. Don't worry quite so much about all of this stuff that is so driven as a crisis. Yeah, that's shoved at us. Because history is just going to unfold. Yes, the wheels keep turning. Deal with what you can deal with. Help a man if he asks for help. And Terry Pratchett said, you know, the universe doesn't much care if you tread on a butterfly, because there are plenty more butterflies. Gods might note the fall of a sparrow but they don't make the effort to catch them. Shoot the dictator and prevent the war? But the dictator is merely the tip of the whole festering boil of social pus from which dictators emerge. Shoot one, and there'll be another along in just a minute. Shoot him too? Why not shoot everyone and invade Poland? In 50 years, 30 years, 10 years, a year, the world will be very nearly back on its old course because history always has the great weight of inertia. Pushing. It just keeps going. Yes. And the wheel turns. Thank you for joining us and Long in the Boot today. Take care, folks in Louisiana. We'll be back in a couple weeks for our next Long in the Boot. Take care. Bye-bye.